Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Hi. Welcome to Jules says. I'm Julie. We celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend at Abe's mother's house. The Canadian Thanksgiving isn't a big deal. I don't think it is for most of us, not like the American Thanksgiving in November. I don't think most of us in Canada really care that much about it. But there we were together on Saturday with all of Abe's siblings except unfortunately his sister Mary who had to work and all of his siblings' families. I really like the Latkeman get-togethers. You know, I always say, you name me a family with no dysfunction and I'll name you a family you don't know very well. But in this family, everyone at least likes each other. Everyone is nice to everyone else. No one gets drunk. Actually, people have been known to get a bit tipsy maybe at the Christmas party, but even so, it's always singing and dancing and fun. I really appreciate not having to worry that someone is going to turn against you. It's actually relaxing knowing that you never have to be on alert for trouble. But on Saturday, as soon as everyone had left, the family members started messaging suggested dates for a 2022 Christmas get-together. I know it might seem early for that, but between work schedules, including teen work schedules, those Lekkemans have a work ethic, boy. In-laws and exes, finding a day when everyone is available is challenging. For a few years pre-pandemic, of course, one of Abe's brothers and his wife hosted and I loved that Christmas party so much. Hors d'oeuvres, treats, chat, gifts for the children, then eventually the music and the dancing. I have danced around their kitchen island on their kitchen island. What is it about dancing on an elevated surface that's so irresistible? Even when the ceiling is too low for the five-footers to stand full height. We don't always end up dancing on the counter, but sometimes those spontaneous moments are the most fun. I particularly love when Abe's brother John starts dancing. His face lights up with uh what can only be described as radiant joy. He's like a giant puppy. He looks so happy. 
Meanwhile, the teens kind of give us the side eye and, and, and look at us with disgust. Disgust. It's kind of funny to me to see the expressions on their faces because it's all harmless. We're all safe, but to see the looks on their faces... Oh, you young people, you forget that we were babies and children and, yes, teens and actual human beings before you came along. Some religions view dancing as a sin, but how can something so joyful that even very, very young children do as soon as they can stand, how could that possibly be a sin? I wish I had had dance lessons as a child because I'm not a good dancer and I think... To be good at certain things, you really do have to learn them when you're a child. And I really wish I were a better dancer, because I love it so much. And I'm not a particularly athletic person. I genuinely do not care enough about where a ball goes to exert myself over it. But I do love to dance, and I think it's easier to stick with an activity that you enjoy. And I just really don't particularly enjoy chasing balls. I got my start table dancing as a very small child. I don't actually recall any of this, but my mother Dorothy has told me that I would call our dog over to the couch. He would obediently crouch down so I could use him as my step stool to climb up on the couch, and then I would scoot over to the end table, my stage. Apparently, I loved singing and dancing on the end table, which doesn't surprise me. My favorite songs were Ethel Merman-Jimmy Durante duets. We had 78s way back in the olden days. Music was on these hard plastic discs with grooves in them. The ones I had with Ethel and Jimmy were 78s, which means they rotated at 78 RPM, rotations per minute, and this was even before the thinner 33 and a third albums and 45s were a thing. The 45s had one song on each side. My eldest brother, Chris, would sing the Jimmy Durante parts, and I was Ethel, of course. If I catch a little cold, I'll sneeze for you. On a frosty winter day, I'll freeze for you. I love those songs, even to this day. So you see, table dancing should have been my destiny. It's probably just in my blood. I should have had dance classes as a child, but it was not to be. I don't know why. Maybe they were just too expensive, or maybe my mom was too busy. I don't know. Of course, back in the 60s and 70s, it definitely was less common for children to have formal lessons, although my cousins had dance classes. When I was really little, my mom took me one time to see my cousin's dance recital, and although I don't recall details of the show, I do remember how I felt. I was enthralled. That was definitely for me. My mom's sister Mary made me a pale mauve Swiss dot dress just like the one my cousin had worn in the recital. It was gorgeous, and I loved it. I used to dance a lot by myself at home, mostly trying to make my little brother laugh. By the time I got to high school, there weren't a lot of school dances, though, and I was kind of a, a sad little girl by then, so I rarely went, even when there was one. 
I remember one school dance, though, before we moved to Sarnia, before I had a boyfriend. The hottest guy in the school asked me to dance. He danced with me a few times that night, and the whole time I kept thinking, why is he dancing with me? Was it a dare from his friends? Even though deep down I hoped it wasn't a dare. The next weekend, he phoned me. My friends were at the house, and I was so excited to hear from him. He asked me to come over to his place. Uh, it was kind of late. You mean you want me to just drop what I'm doing? Walk over to your place at night? And what exactly? Something felt off about that. He didn't ask me to go anywhere with him. He didn't offer to pick me up. Just, you know, come over. I was still, I was only 15 at the time. I asked him if his parents were home. No, of course they weren't home. (sighs) How would I get Dorothy to agree to this? I knew that was impossible, and I also knew deep down that it was insulting. My first booty call, and I didn't even have a word for it. Anyway, I declined, and I never heard from him again. There was another dance that was memorable to me in my father Ted's hometown, a small town of maybe, I don't know, 1,200 people. My cousin Kathy was visiting from L.A., and we were at my grandmother's in this small town on the long August weekend. We were both 15 at the time, and the two of us were planning to sleep in a tent we had pitched in my grandmother's backyard. Everyone in town was at this dance, plus all the visiting uncles and aunts and family. And, of course, Kathy and I were two blonde 15-year-old girls who the small-town boys didn't know. A little bit of strange always holds a special appeal to the boys, and we were that little bit of strange. Even more exciting, Kathy was a California girl. It was 1975, and low-slung, skin-tight, flare jeans were in style. Not just for the girls. And they didn't have a mix of spandex in them back then either, so when they were tight, they were tight. The boys wore those ball crushers too, often with giant statement belt buckles. They did not need a belt to hold those jeans up. It was like giant jewelry. I had a few dances with this one guy. I don't remember anything about him, what he looks like. I just remember these dances because he held me very close. So close that his belt buckle pressed hard against me. It was incredibly uncomfortable, but I just kind of, well, endured it. When the dance ended, Kathy and I walked back to the house, keeping an eye out in case those guys followed us. You could never be too careful, and we didn't know what these small-town boys were like. We knew, without everyone else around, that we were potentially vulnerable. We got ready for bed when we got to my grandmother's and went out to the tent for the night, rehashing the excitement of the dance before falling asleep. All of a sudden, we were jolted awake by the the tent shaking, the roar of an engine, which we didn't recognize at first as an engine, and blindingly bright lights shining into the tent. We were terrified, and then we realized the lights were car headlights and that the car was driving into the tent. I thought that was it. I, I, I don't know about Kathy, but I definitely thought we were goners. But then the car suddenly stopped. 
then the engine. Then we heard laughter, Ted's laughter. He thought it would be hilarious to drive the car right up against the tent to scare us. I was livid. I wasn't the type of person to lose my temper, but we thought those boys had found out we were in that tent and were going to drive right over us. Ted and the uncles just laughed and laughed. Those pricks. I had plenty of news for my friends when I got home after that weekend. Oh, boy. When I got to the bit about the dancing and the belt buckle, my friend Lindsay said, Julie, that wasn't his belt buckle. That was his dick. No way, I said. It had to be his belt buckle. It was so hard. It hurt. Lindsay was carrying one of her wooden clogs in each hand, walking barefoot. That is how hard the dick gets, she insisted with authoritative confidence. It gets like this, and she smacked the two clogs together to make her point. Ew, I was so naive. Prom was kind of considered a rite of passage at the end of high school in Sarnia, but I didn't go to mine. I was seeing a guy who had dropped out in the 10th grade, insisted you could get too much education, and my circle of friends was kind of limited to his friends. I mean, I went to class, I made a handful of acquaintances at school, but I had nothing to do with any high school activities. I was just completely disconnected. My social life consisted of the guy, when he showed up, and going to bars. I had such a baby face when I was underage. It's unbelievable that my ID was never checked. I suppose the bouncers just let me walk on by because I was with my boyfriend. But I really regret those years now. Just, I I feel like I wasted them sitting in a dark bar, smoking and drinking. My boyfriend didn't even dance, so that wasn't much fun. Sometimes I think I drank just to tolerate him. But after I was 18, I'm, I had to wait till I was 18 because I knew that I would be ID'd if I wasn't with him. I occasionally went out with some of my girlfriends. Back then, the bars mostly had live bands. I was always very careful about boys, though, because, of course, a woman's safety is her responsibility. If a guy offered to buy me a drink, I always refused. I didn't want anyone to think I owed them anything. Even if the bartender said, but I've already poured it, I would just say, well, he can drink it, send it to someone else, or you can pour it down the drain, but I don't accept drinks from strangers. And that was before we had even heard of roofies. All I was worried about was some dude thinking I owed him something. But when it came to dancing, my thought was, it's just a dance. It takes courage to ask someone to dance, and I kind of felt as though it was rude to decline. Plus, I figured they won't feel as though you owe them something if they haven't spent their hard-earned money. If they talked to me after, I was always very upfront that I had a boyfriend. Well, then why did you dance with me? Because it's just a dance. I like dancing. I didn't waste your money, only two minutes of your time. Oh, you couldn't win. Maybe it's still like this, I don't know, but back then, you were either a bitch or a cock tease. Sometimes, guys would grill me on why I was out at all without my boyfriend. The nerve! I was young, I just liked being with my friends dancing, and the boyfriend certainly had no interest in dancing. 
I hadn't figured out that for many cis-het men, dancing is really just a means to an end. I have a friend who was getting cold feet before her wedding, but her mother assured her, he loves to dance, so everything will be fine. Little did she know that their days of going out dancing would be over with the honeymoon. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One night when I was out, this guy asked me to dance who had a kind of... Uh, wild-eyed look about him. He looked sort of angry, but more wild-eyed, I think. I was immediately uneasy, but my motto was, it's just a dance. We're safe in this crowded bar. It was a fast song, so he wouldn't press himself against me. So fine. He had a beer in each hand, double fisting. He kind of I don't know why he asked me to dance, because he kind of glowered at me. And when the song ended, I thanked him and walked back to my table. He followed. Then he sat down, uninvited. I told him that it was a gal's night, and we didn't want any guys sitting at our table. There were no other guys sitting at our table. Just him, and he wouldn't leave. I told him I had a boyfriend. Of course, then I got the third degree about why I was out. I repeated, it's a girl's night out, and we like to dance, but that's it. Eventually, he left. That was when I decided I did not, in fact, have to accept any and all dance offers. That's it. I guess dancing was being a cock tease, and now I was officially just going to be a bitch. Oh, I loved rock when I was that age, and I used to... I kind of joined the Disco Sucks bandwagon. But my friend Bonnie and I occasionally went over the river to Port Huron, Michigan to a disco bar. The first time I went, I thought I wasn't going to like it. And this was a bit of a risk for me because the drinking age in Michigan is 21. But Bonnie was maybe 10 years older. And sometimes who you're with is enough. They don't necessarily check your ID. She actually used to get ID'd, which amazed me, but she always did look great. I, it turned out that I loved that disco bar. I loved putting on a pretty dress and heels and dancing to disco music. The boys in that place seemed to actually enjoy dancing. They made an effort to dance well, lead well. They could lead. They genuinely seemed to enjoy the actual dancing. It never felt like a means to an end. 
I think probably because a lot of them were gay, which I wouldn't have even been aware of at the time, nor did I realize that that's the best place for a naive young woman to dance. It's safe. No one tried to grind against me. No one tried to hit on us or anything. They didn't get mad if you declined a drink. They just danced and danced and danced and never even followed you to your car when it was time to go home. I only went there a handful of times, but I have to say, I loved it, and I should have gone more often. Sometimes we truly do regret the things we didn't do. My girl's father was really fun to dance with, too. He's actually a really fun guy, and even after we were married, if we were out, he was happy to have a dance or two. He used to do that that twirl under the arm thing back and forth and back and forth. And we were friends with this one couple who was so much fun. My children called them the dancing lawyers. For me, dancing was joy, even though I was never very good at it. I'll tell you, though, I certainly marveled at Carrie's dance moves from day one. I don't know where she learned it. When she was only three or four, she used to dance to Madonna in front of the glass fireplace gate so she could see herself, and wow, her moves were something to behold. Sometimes if we were at a gathering and there were a lot of people around, if she wasn't getting enough attention, all she had to do was say, Do you want to see me dance to Foxy Lady? Well, of course everyone wanted to see her dance to Foxy Lady. She would then sing and imitate the dance that Garth did in Wayne's World. You just could not watch that and not laugh. Dorothy had bought the children the Wayne's World VHS tape. I watched it with them and thought, oh, God, well, most of this is over their heads, thank goodness. But I did comment to Doroth that it was maybe a little bit racy for little girls. How was I supposed to know, she said. They just say, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time excellent. They loved it. One of the other moms from the theater group remarked to me as we watched a dance team rehearsal, which Carrie was on, My God, Julie, she's only eight, and she moves sexier than I can, and I'm a grown woman. I know it sounds really sick to say that about an eight-year-old, but I'm telling you, she could shimmy and execute hip isolations like I've never been able to. I had to take the awning down in our backyard because she used it as a dancing pole when she was only 11 or 12. And I really didn't appreciate the neighbor peeking over the fence, so best to just remove it. To all of us, Carrie's moves were just fabulously funny. But I certainly recognized that that needed to kind of be kept in the house. The week before Catherine moved to the UK, I was out with her and some friends, and in walked Carrie. She was not even dressed up, just wearing a simple sweater and trousers. I think she had just finished work. But when she and Catherine started to dance, it was just so much fun to watch and so funny. Everyone at the bar turned around to watch. A few people asked me if they were professional dancers. One of the staff said to a colleague who happened to be a friend of Carrie's that they were too drunk to be served, but the friend assured him that they absolutely were not drunk. He knew Carrie. That's just how they dance. 
It's just so much fun to watch them. Anyone dance with that that level of uninhibited abandon. Even though one of my friends has told me, Jules, you dance like a slut, I know there's always a certain reserve about me. Plus, I'm not as good a dancer as they are. I just don't have the style. All I do is move however the music tells me to move, I explained to her. And sadly, now I'm too old to dance like a slut. Something happens along the way, and you just, you just end up changing to the mom dance, whether you like it or not. It's quite sad, really. And, of course, I used to visit Carrie at the restaurant where she worked in Toronto. Not Hoots. Well, I did visit her at Hoots. My children are hard workers. If I wanted to see them, I had to visit them at work. It was after she left Hoots at this other place. Sometimes they had a band playing. Carrie would get up on the bar in between serving drinks and dance. She could pull, I think she told me, close to $600 with just one dance to save a horse, ride a cowboy. She's just so much fun. The owner was apparently quite a dancer in his day, too. He was a little bit older than I was, so yeah, he... He took advantage of the disco dance era opportunities with the ladies. Carrie would step out from behind the bar to dance with him, and they just were great together. And then she'd just walk back and resume serving the customers. He would dance with other staff members and customers, and eventually I got in on it. He would pick you up and toss you around. It was so much fun. You just had to relax and let him move you. Then one night, he dropped me on my head. I stopped dancing with him after that. I was lucky that we were on this wooden stage because I really wouldn't have wanted my head to crash down on the hard tile floor of the dance floor. But there is just something about dancing on an elevated surface. We've all done it. Hell, I've done it at work. I used to share an office with two guys, and we had a meeting table in that office, and it was not entirely out of the ordinary for me to get up on that table and have a little dance. The guys would continue working as though nothing was happening, because it really was nothing to them, and they were busy. It was just a few minutes of fun. I do like to entertain myself. I don't think I've ever actually danced on a bar. But when Abe's sister-in-law, Heather, got up to dance on her kitchen island one Christmas, I was like, yes, please. No judgment, just pure, harmless fun. Her teenage son remarked later when we were visiting about how drunk everyone was at that party. I wasn't drunk, I told him. I was the designated driver. Mind blown. Old people dancing like sluts on the counter, and they're not even drunk? How is that possible? The thing is, you can't plan that kind of fun. It has to be spontaneous. Though I did ask Gabe's sister Lisa if her table was sturdy enough to carry our weight. Yes, it is, she assured me, and the ceiling is high enough for you to dance at full height. Ah, well, we shall see what the day brings. Thank you for listening. If you have anything you'd like to share or ask, email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. Have a wonderful week.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.